I'm Katie Hirschberger, and this is Publisher's Lunch for Monday, October 31st. Our top story today is HBG employees oppose return to office plan, and Michael Peach responds. On Friday evening, a group of more than 200 HBG employees, from entry level to directors, sent a letter to CEO Michael Peach and members of the Office Reopening Task Force opposing the company's return to office mandate slated to begin November 1st. The company has 1,600 employees total. The hybrid plan requires employees to work from the office two specific days per week. Hachette has been in a pilot period for six months, in which employees could decide to return to the office or defer. The letter says, quote, During these six months, those who wished to be in the office went in, collaborated in person and remotely with those who were not physically present, and successfully devised a true hybrid environment that kept the company running, even as we had for the previous two-plus years when we were fully remote. The letter says that employees are, quote, frustrated by the lack of transparency, end quote, about approving individual flexible work arrangements, or FWAs, and that without, quote, clear and consistent criteria, end quote, department heads can make different decisions on such arrangements based on their own, quote, personal preferences. As a result, these flexible work arrangement approvals are not being equitably applied, the letter says. It also says that FWAs are not approved in a timely manner and that there is no appeals process after a decision is made. People who have submitted FWAs can continue working remotely until a decision is made on their situation. With ample statistics, the letter cites a number of reasons for remote work aside from COVID rising hate crimes in New York City, fewer microaggressions for black employees when working remotely, how remote work contributes to diversity in hiring, the strain on in-office work, quote, during a childcare worker shortage, and the economic costs of commuting and buying PPE. The letter also refers to studies that say working from home makes employees more productive and that remote is the future of work. Quote, since salaries in publishing are already low relative to other industries, HBG needs to offer flexibility in the absence of substantial economic benefits, particularly if we wish to remain an industry leader that attracts new talent. Of course, COVID is indeed still a concern. The letter says that there is substantial and high spread where HBG has offices, according to the CDC's map of the U.S., and that the company removed protections in the office by dropping the mask mandate and making vaccination recommended rather than required. Peach's announcement of the hybrid plan said, quote, If you have particular concerns or needs, please talk with your manager or HR and know that we always do our best to work with our colleagues through transitions of this kind, end quote. This letter's authors are unsatisfied by that workaround. Their letter says, quote, The framing of the concerns of the disabled, immunocompromised, working caregivers, BIPOC, LGBTQIA+, Jewish, Muslim, and other employees as the concern of those with individual circumstances is unfeeling, dismissive, and patently untrue. Health and safety are not individual decisions whose impact is limited to individuals, but rather the responsibility of the collective. An individual cannot fully protect their own health by masking, receiving updated vaccinations, and attempting to avoid close contact with others when the people around them are unvaccinated, unmasked, and not practicing social distancing." End quote. For specific next steps, the employees ask for the company to immediately approve all FWAs that have been asked for without documentation of, quote, personal health circumstances, 
for the employees to set their own hours in consultation with their manager, for FWAs to be permanent, and for the company to, quote, provide an effective virtual-first hybrid solution for fully remote, partially remote, and in-office employees. The letter says, quote, the best aspects of HBG's culture embody kindness, good faith, and open-hearted collaboration, and we are compiling these facts, figures, and concerns because we care about one another and strive every day to embody the apex of these values. We believe that it's not just possible, but necessary to be both business-minded and humane, to see profits and people not as contradictory goals, but as inseparable components of a thriving company culture." End quote. In a memo to staff this morning, Peach responded to, responded to the letter, though didn't concede any reopening points and reiterated that the mandatory hybrid program would go into effect tomorrow. Quote, colleagues at all levels of the company, including the executive management board and managers across the company, have expressed their strong belief that two days a week together will strengthen bonds between colleagues, improve training, and increase our ability to learn from each other. Our goal is to harness the energy and creativity of in-person teamwork with spontaneous interactions alongside meetings and scheduled conversations, while allowing people the flexibility to work productively from home most of the week." End quote. In addressing employees' concerns, he reminded them to submit an FWA as needed and speak to a manager or HR if temporary flexibility is required. In addition, quote, employees who are seeking an accommodation based on personal health circumstances can and should submit a reasonable accommodation form to HR, who will keep the details of your medical history confidential and will reach out to your manager only to confirm the scope of your job responsibilities for purposes of assessing the accommodation request, end quote. Peach also stated that the company has always had some positions that are fully remote and that employees can work anywhere for four weeks of the year as part of the Flex 4 benefit. Quote, we remain committed to creating an inclusive workplace and believe that the clarity and nuance of in-person communication with its attendant benefits and challenges is necessary for HBG to progress towards that goal, he said. We have developed options to address commuting and workplace safety concerns. Please reach out to HR or to our Chief Diversity Officer, Carrie Bloxon, if you'd like to discuss them. We also remain committed to expanding the diversity of our workforce and have made remote hires in furtherance of that goal, always weighing the functional role and managers and division heads' recommendations, as we do in considering FWAs." End quote. He also said that the company is following CDC guidelines in its safety protocols, quote, and we will continue to consider appropriate guidance in all our office locations as public health situations change. Mandating vaccines and masks in our offices is no longer practical now that these requirements have been largely removed elsewhere, including public transportation, schools, theaters, and restaurants. In People News, at Scholastic, Maitili Joshi has joined as a junior designer. She was most recently intern at Macmillan in the MCPG group. Richard Gonzalez Jr. has joined as production editor for Cartwheel novelty, novelty titles and picture books. He's a recent, recent graduate of St. John's University. At Holiday House, Peachtree, and Pixel and Inc., Morgan Hillman has joined as sales director. Morgan was previously senior national accounts manager at HarperCollins, where she specialized in children's book sales. Author, longtime series editor of The Best American Short Stories, and editorial director at Plimpton, Heidi Pitlor is offering editing, author coaching, and consulting in a new business, joined by former books editor at the Boston Globe, Nicole Lamy, as well as Anna Solomon, 
Christine Utz, Amy Zhang, Meg Whiteford, and Marie Unger. Irish scholar Thomas Cahill, 82, who wrote the, How the Irish Saved Civilization, which spent almost two years on the New York Times bestseller list, died on October 18th of a heart attack. And Harlequin's flagship romance, romance imprint, HQN, is relaunching as Canary Street Press, named for Toronto's Canary District, a historic area in downtown that has undergone a renewal. And, quote, reflecting its expansion to publish a greater variety of modern commercial love stories, end quote. They write in a release that they plan to publish in trade paperback and hardcover formats, as well as mass market paperbacks. The first title under the rebranded imprint will be Never Never by Colleen Hoover and Taryn Fisher, available in a trade print edition for the first time, releasing in February 2023. Loriana Saccolato, EVP and publisher of Harlequin Trade Publishing, said, quote, Canary Street Press will be a destination imprint for romance of all kinds as we add new and fresh voices to our existing author list and continue our focus to bring new readers to the genre. In new postings to our job board, Sasquatch Books in Seattle is looking for a publicity and marketing manager, and Penguin Random House is looking for an executive editor at Waterbrook and Multnomah. That's the news for today. Have a good day.